Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pipeline Superheroes podcast, where we feature founders, CEOs, investors, go-to-market folks, and all SaaS operators and how they grow their companies. Today, we have Shawei Mao of Velocity Apps. Um, Shawei, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. How about you? Good. Doing well, doing well. It's snowing in New York City, but besides that, it's been great. Um, tell us about Velocity CPQ um, and why that became your mission. Yeah, being in CPU space in last 20 years. Uh, so I basically built a two marketing leading configuration engine uh, at a Trilogy and the CPU. You know, Trilogy is a pioneer at the CPU space. At that time, uh, we don't have a, didn't have CPU term. So it's a configuration. So uh, we, we built a high-end configuration engine to solve very complex problem. Uh, then I moved to the Cebu and uh, I built uh, the Cebu product configure engine, which are still uh, being used at a big company, telecom company and uh, have a, uh, still have a lot of uh, deployment in place. Then I went to a, uh, uh, a consulting firm doing the CPU implementation for like seven, eight years. Uh, after I joined as another CPU company, which is called Aptus at that time, uh, I actually uh, developed a CPU solution. Uh, when I was after that, I found that the product actually uh, are pretty weak, but they're doing, they were doing very well in marketplace. And I thought, you know, wow, geez, I can build something 100 times better. So then I quit the company and uh, started Belogia to build a CPU solution, which can truly work for the uh, big enterprise, can solve the complex CPU problem. That's kind of our mission. So I started the company in 2017 with my co-founder, uh, Greg. You know, uh, initially, we actually built a rock configuration for a big internet company. Uh, then we appealed to the Salesforce, Salesforce ecosystem, build a CPQ uh, application in Salesforce platform. So uh, we published our application in late uh, 2019. And then we think that we're quite, uh, uh, quite a few customers, uh, mainly uh, uh, enterprise customers. They have tried a different CPQ before and they failed and they came to us and we build a CPU solution for them. For example, uh, there's a, a security company who had tried two CPQ before both of them failed. Then we came to us and we build CPU solution for them. So, they actually sell their uh, SaaS service to a uh, big enterprise with multiple location, could be southern location with a uh, uh, five or six service. You know, in multiple could be you know like a more than ten thousand line item in the CPU system. It requires very complex calculation for the deal metric. For example, ARR, you know, those kind of different typical the deal metric for the SaaS company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So before that, they really couldn't do that because nobody can handle that large uh, uh, configuration. Uh, also, nobody can handle their, uh, their subscription manager. Typically, the, those customers, their customers subscribe the service and they need to renew, mm -hmm. the upgrade, downgrade, cancellation. So nobody can handle that. So we build solution for them can handle that end-to-end, -end, include the auto-renew, so automatic renew. So... So, 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 I mean, they, they, they were happy with us, right? So, so we're only platform who can handle that. 
So, mm -hmm. so, so since then, uh, we have few couple more enterprise customers. We we actually uh, learn from the deployment and build uh, actually a powerful feature into our outbox solution, so that you know we can package that and sell as a, a package uh, uh, to the uh, smaller company like SMB. Uh, we we know that for a lot of SMB, they still have complex CPQ requirement, but they don't have a budget of the big enterprise. Well, we can spend like a half million on the CPU system. So we uh, actually uh, took those uh, patch solution to the SMB and enable them to uh, have a powerful CPQ solution with a uh, small budget, like uh, you know 50K, you know, the budget there. So we can get up the one in the four to six mm -hmm. weeks. So as you see, you know, we can cover a uh, wide uh, spectrum of the customer use case there from the very complex use case to the simple use case. Uh, so from the SMB to the big enterprise there. So I think mm -hmm. we're only company who can do this uh, in the CPU space. We also build a very powerful CPU platform where you know, uh, it, it includes development tool where the customer can develop solution themselves. They can use our tool to develop solution themselves. They can debug it, you know, is our solution the metadata driven? Is it considered metadata? Then you only change the metadata, then change the whole solution, then you get new solution there. So can you, can you explain what metadata means in that context? Uh, meta means, you know, for example, for typical CPU solution, you need to have a product model, right? You have pricing model there, you have approval rule there, your doctrine template template there, right? Or all, all sort of things. Then also you have UI the from UX there. So all those kind of like, uh, consider solution there. Of course you have data, the other kind of customer data there, right? All those actually, I can't just like a source code in your project, you know, for example, you have to do the, the job for me of source code there. So those are source code for my CPU solution. So the nice thing that, you know, for our CPU solution, everything is a source code there, right? Is the, it is it, inside your uh, Git repository, inside your, you could put everything inside Git repository, then that consistent your CPU solution. You can move that around to different environment, you know, or you can deploy that to the to the to the sample to the production. So so it, it, it that that's what called a metadata driven. You can change them the proper version, then they push them to the uh, sample to test out, you know. So it's a very flexible development tool. It's a, mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. very productive because now you can use actually your IDE to do development. For yourself for, for a CPU solution instead of use the the, the Cubism element tool uh, from the actually the vendor uh, from vendor which have go to different screen you know uh, I should enter different data in different screen then I click here click there it's very very tedious right but for mm -hmm. us you can do everything inside your your IDE and the develop solution there so it it's game changer actually it's a very different approach than the other typical CPU solution there. So what do you think is like for folks that um, are, you know, this audience is mostly SaaS founders and operators. So folks that are 
looking at CPQ solutions themselves, maybe they have a complex SaaS product, like is obviously like the case when it comes to pricing, but they might think that they're a little too small to have a whole CPQ solution. Um, I'm like, as you just described, that seems like an objection you deal with frequently. Like what is like the talk track with that? And necessarily like, what is the aha moment when I'm somebody who necessarily like thinks, okay, like uh, CPQ is too big for me, your team reaches out, like how do you win those kinds of deals? So uh, basically, you know, we, what we do is show them our output solution, you know, show them how can manage that those sub product from end to end, from new quote to order to the asset, then the, to change your management, the renew process, whole thing. If, if, if after seeing that, they're pretty convinced, you know, that's what they need. And also we, well, uh, the, the, also the price point it also is right for them. So for them, it's a pretty, easy for them to make decision to to purchase uh, the what and the the really uh, great adventure of our solution is enable them scale up so those SaaS companies they usually grow pretty fast right so in uh, in the pretty uh quick near future they have to sell into big enterprise sell more compact product but our platform enable them to do that to grow with the company right when come grow they can we can handle our practice uh, complexity for example one of client told us you know you guys have no problem handling any kind of uh, complexity. You can scale up with our business requirement. So what the, the, the most actually, uh, uh, the, the, the best benefit of our solution is that it, it can accommodate your, your growth there, you know, to grow with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what companies ultimately look like. I, I feel like there is this false dichotomy of necessarily like SaaS tools that companies use when they're scaling and what they get when they sort of arrive, whether arriving is, you know, certain revenue or a big round of funding, while it'd be, you know, it would make a lot more sense for companies to, you know, stick to one tool and get the network effects and the, the gradual effects there. So how do you consider that as part of your strategy? Like, I know you said you're looking for more of the longer tail, but as there are like a lot of CPQ companies in this space, like you mentioned Aptis, of course, which got acquired by Tom Bravo a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. I also work for, uh, ironically, company uh, in that space, uh, in my first role, which was at Zora, which is not quite exactly CPQ, more subscription billing. Yeah. But so the question is, like, how do you compete with those giants in this space and uh, prevent companies from sort of scaling out of your solution um, as it's flexible for your uh, smaller companies? So the way we'll compete them, then we can solve the problem they cannot solve. For example, the, the SaaS company I mentioned, they, they tried to sell for CPU, didn't work. They tried after CPU, didn't work. They came to us, we built a solution for them. So pretty much it, uh, we solved problems they couldn't solve. When they came to us, they already tried other solutions and failed, right? So in that case, you know, there's really no competition there. Uh, the, the another way for us to com compete with them is, is that, you know, uh, we actually, uh, we provide more powerful feature, right? So uh, from output solution, so it doesn't require that much customization. So the cost of the uh, uh, implementation is lower and also the cost of maintenance is low too because we have really uh, actually uh, into admin tool where they can do everything uh, from uh, one, uh, one page uh, admin where you can admit all the uh, CPU data like product, uh, product model, 
uh, pricing, approval, and document template, everything inside one place. Uh, plus, we, we provide comprehensive solution. Everything is, you just only need to buy from, uh, you don't need to buy from others, right? For example, a doctrine of self too, right? So that's kind of like lower cost, total cost ownership there. So also our, the, the, the productivity of uh, our tool actually is, is a lot higher. So as I say, the metadata driven, you can use ideas to develop all the solution locally in yourself, with even support concurrent development among different developers. So you have a 10 person team, 10 person team can develop solutions simultaneously. So, so that actually improves actually productivity. So our total cost of the implementation and the so-called ownership is lower than those, uh, those companies there. So we, we, the, basically, you know, we provide a very good value with a low pricing tag there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I also like, yeah, I mean, like there's a lot of white space in terms of pricing strategy when it comes to SaaS companies. I'm sure that's necessarily evolved for you during your time there. It looks like you've been working on this company for around five years. Um, what do you yeah. think is, and I know you said you'd raised some seed funding in, in 2019. What do you think is the biggest, like the next big step for your company um, in terms of growth? And maybe what is like your blocker right now? Is it getting funding in? Is it trying to penetrate a certain type of customer? How do you approach that? Uh, my biggest challenge is the penetrating the market and again, uh, actually acquire more customer. The customer acquisition is kind of challenging for a small company, right? So now we have a good set of, of the reference customers, right? Uh, and we have solid product, you know. So now this year, the year when we are actually really uh, increase our uh, sell market effort and go uh, actually try to uh, actually gain, uh, acquire the, um, a lot of more customers, increase our AR and increase our revenue and be profitable uh, so that we get ready for fundraising there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, what types of customers are you looking for now as opposed to in the past? So we are looking for actually uh, kind of like two kind of customers. One is the big enterprise where they, they have a actually complex CPQ need. So they need a CPQ for multiple channel. And for example, in the internal sell rep and the portal and the e-commerce, and the, the e right? So typically for the big enterprise, they have multiple CPU system in place. Actually, none of them actually work for them very well. So they can achieve a lot of cost saving by consolidating into one CPU platform where it can provide everything they need. So we're perfect CPU platform for the kind of big enterprise where they can solve multiple CPU into one platform. Right? That's kind of one kind of custom we're looking at. Right? So second kind of custom is the SMB who has a complex CPU requirement, especially the SaaS company, who has complex CPU requirement, who need to grow over time yeah, uh, into selling more complex product. Those are actually, uh, uh, actually customers we're looking for, especially SaaS company. So, so those are two actually uh, focus for us right now. Mm -hmm. And what have you tried in terms of growth that's been successful or unsuccessful? A lot of folks listen to this podcast to, to learn from, from folks with a lot of experience like yourself. So um, I, you know, I don't know how involved you are on the, the, the selling, the marketing side, but we'd love to hear some stories from that side. So uh, the one thing I can say that, you know, it sounds like we tried some outbound company before then it didn't work out very well. 
So, so I think I wouldn't try that again. Uh, the, uh, what worked for us is the partner, you know, you really need that for small company, partner is very important. So for example, a lot of customers actually referred by customers, so sorry, by, by, the, by, by partner, by SI, system integrator there. So have a good relationship with SI, uh, with system integrator that who are actually special in your space, very important, I think, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do you think this is something that works well with outbound sales development, like cold emails and stuff like that? Has that worked for you? No, it really didn't work. <laughs> the code email and the code call, those kind of, I kind of think it's, a, uh, it's just, they're just not working better well those days. Yeah. Why do you think uh, that is? Uh, I think people just don't take a call anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's really mm-hmm. hard to uh, actually uh, reach out to people. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I find that like, um, so we do cold calling as one of our services at Bloom Growth. Uh, I think that there's this myth of the cold call or it's the first time you ever talk to that person and you call them out of the blue and you sweet talk them through being very clever and very good on the phone. Um, I find that that isn't actually the case. It's usually you're using it as part of a bigger multi-channel outreach strategy. So when it comes to cold calling, maybe they've engaged with some content. They're engaged with an email. They've engaged with a LinkedIn from a brand and a awareness standpoint. They're aware of your company. They're aware of what you do. And by the time you call them, they're like, great, finally, you know, now that we we have some time to talk, like, I would love to understand XYZ. I would love to talk deeper about, um, you know, this, or like, I had a question that like, I didn't want to write out. Um, so that's how we usually approach cold calling. It's, it's fairly effective for us, but you know, there's a million channels out there. You know, I think that people really focus on the big three channels email, LinkedIn, and cold call in whatever you know frame that is. But with all these in, uh, new sort of social platforms that people use from a business perspective, whether it's Discord, Slack, LinkedIn groups, uh, people yeah. are expressing their buyer intent a lot of different places. Um, I remember when I was working at Zora selling a subscription billing solution, sort of like a CPQ, um, you know, yeah. hiring signals were really great. And I got a lot of cold calls for, you can tell people were hiring a certain type of administrator or billing use case. Um, also, uh, you'd find certain LinkedIn groups. And I would just say, hey, like reaching out new to this community, would love to understand XYZ about your business. And really, like I find that SDRs are a big part of brand marketing um, more than most people think about it. Oh, that's a really good, yeah, good insight, good suggestion. We probably should try more. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, we're really active at LinkedIn and try to improve our brand name recognition there, right, from uh, in LinkedIn. And uh, now we kind of slowly getting the in, inbound call. So another thing that, you know, is uh, actually invest in an analyst community, right? I think you should have good relationship with analyst community so that I can recommend you. That's also very important too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I saw, yeah. yeah, yeah I saw that you... one. Yeah. Go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, my bad. Yeah. I mean, just definitely just the one, uh, I still say probably need a combination of different uh, uh, thing right, like a uh, linking social marketing and a cold call email, they uh, have all different touch points to reach out to people. No, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that, um, those analysts, like you said, the analyst relationships are so important. Um, I feel like a lot of companies don't invest in them, but almost every successful business that I've seen, especially in a solution with a lot of players does invest in those. I forget exactly which publication it was, but I saw the velocities ranked highly on one of those. I think yeah. it's funny because, you know, uh, as 
a, a consumer, you make a lot of consuming decisions and you make way more consumers outside of business. Like you make more decisions as an individual. And there's plenty of review sites. There's Google, and there's Yelp, but they're honestly less nuanced than the business ones. Like if somebody could tell me that this is like the top right of tacos in New York City and send me that as an email, like I would honestly understand that. But with business software, because there's teams of people doing marketing and sales in a different extent, um, I find the reviews are really, really reliable. You know, when Garner puts you top right, um, that is honestly, as far as I've seen across many different businesses outbounding doing marketing, as about as effective of, as an outreach tool as possible. You lead with that because ultimately people get um, uh, analysis paralysis. And there's so many solutions for CBQ, for CRM, for sales outreach software, you know, and just to have that sort of gift wrap to you, hey, we're the best at this and we compete on price. That's as compelling of a message as you can get. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you with inter analysts, right? They're very influential. You know, they talk to a lot of customers, right? So it's also a lot of time the big enterprise only buy the buy from vendor who are in the uh, who are covered in the analyst report there. So so mm -hmm. that, that but, it, but it's also a challenge for the small startup is get into the, those kind of like a, uh, research report because they usually have pretty high bar. You know, you need to have a lot of customer and uh, have a, you know uh, a revenue there, have many users there, so it's kind of hard. You no, know? but mm -hmm. they're always kind of like a uh, uh, some kind of package or program available that for you to leverage that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, it's just like every other fun fundamental piece of customer marketing that every SaaS founder goes through at early stage, which is, you know, getting those early customers, turning them into champions. And yeah. then really what the analysts do is it's just a magnifying effect of that, where it's like you can have your initial customers, you do case studies, you could even use them as references for future customers. Yeah. But by making them happy and really so like creating a solution that solves their problem, you nail the yeah. analyst. So then that it's just sort of a distributed customer reference at the end of the day, right? Like just like yeah. G2 crowd and all those things. Um, but yeah. it looks like you've done a great job investing in that and, you know, speaks well for the product in the future. So um, really exciting stuff. And, you know, as we wrap up, we'd love to understand if there's anything else you'd like to promote or folks you're looking for on the Velocity side. Well, I really, I want to just uh, tell shout out to the, those SaaS companies there. If you need a CPU solution, which can scale oh, yeah. with, with your business, Please check us out. You know our website, the VeloChairApps.com, uh, or company called Veloce. Uh, uh, the Veloce actually Italian. They mean fast. You know uh, because we have the name because my co-founder is a cyclist and uh, we really like bike a lot. Bike is simple, elegant, mm -hmm. fast, efficient. That kind of image of our our company. So we are fast, you know, efficient and our elegant solution. For your, C, for your CPQ needs and uh, we can scale with your business there. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Shawei, yeah. uh, and appreciate the time today. Yeah. Thank you too. Thank you for opportunity to uh, put in your podcast.